It's the Machine of Nonsense, episode 62. I'm your host, Eric, joined as always by Kayla. Hey. hey. And after a long layoff, we've got Aaron back on the pod. Hello. We are happy to have Aaron back. And what we're doing today is we're breaking down everything coming up in February. We've got kind of an action-packed February coming up, especially in games. We've got two massive games coming out. We'll be talking about those coming up. But before we get to that, might as well check in. What you been up to, Aaron? Nothing really. Mostly just I've been killing time till Horizon comes out, basically. (laughs) (laughs) um i replayed most of cyberpunk uh and then i lost steam on that and then i uh i just replayed most of fallout 4 and just lost steam on that and now i've just been rewatching umbrella academy for when the next season comes out nice what did you think of cyberpunk i just recently played through it like uh i finished a couple days um i don't know i think i think if some things were more fleshed out like the hacking and the body modifications and stuff i think it would be probably like one of my favorite games but since it's like it's it's a lot of fun i like the quests i like the setup of each like level going into specific quests i think it's really well done it's just like some things seem feel underdeveloped like like they have this whole like you there's you've body modifications for all these areas but you know some of the areas there's only three choices and the choices are all very similar and like the requirements for some of them are so high that you need to know ahead of time, which you want to put all your skill points into before you. So it's it, that, that part can be a little rough. And then the, um, like, uh, like hacking, like quick hackings, those are real, real basic. I think they could have done a lot more cool stuff with that. But other than that, I really like that game. Did you pay, uh, play it on PS five? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I played it on Xbox Series X and like the what was your like experience with bugs and and like stuff like that? Um, I ran into a few bugs. I mean, I'm not as whiny, I guess, as a lot of people are where they're like, oh, my God, the rain doesn't stay on the street when it's raining. Like, I don't really care about that. Um, But like, I don't know, the bugs weren't the bugs weren't terrible. Like the most of them are not noticeable. The only time I hated it is. uh, they the, the did do a lot of the, the crash, send a report to PlayStation and start from my last save. That happened at least once every time I sat down to play the game. So oh, wow. that's that's frustrating. But other than that, there's only like one bug I consistently ran into where I just had to do a mission a different way. And that's, that's about it. Gotcha. I didn't have any crashes, but I had a lot of like characters. I don't even know if you'd call it a bug or just like you know qa kind of thing like characters talking over each other a lot and that just kind of took me out of it because i was really engrossed in the story i really dug the game in in a lot of different ways kind of like how you said where like if they made a couple tweaks here and there like it could have been one of the better games of like the last i don't know 10 years because i like the things i enjoyed about it were were great like i enjoyed the combat i thought the story was good it looked really good the characters were cool i was impressed with um keanu reeves like i thought his character and like just his his acting like he's he's known for like that just like cool chill kind of stoner guy thing that's what he's been doing in movies for like 30 years and like the what's uh johnny silverhand like he's super high strung Mm -hmm. and just like over the top and i felt like he did it he did it well like yeah i like that a lot um 
Yeah, that's a lot of that's really good. I guess I didn't notice the talking over part. So like, I uh, I read the subtitles a lot faster than they talk. So I read through it. I push the button. I read through it. I push the button. Like I didn't really let them let them talk. So I guess I never really caught that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, uh, Eric also had like um, the text box would show up on the screen, and then it would never go away. There wouldn't be text yeah. in it, but it was just this clouded bar across the screen for the rest yeah. of your playthrough. You just got to fast travel. <laughs> yeah, what, that usually got do. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that happened to you too? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> and bodies would be just like flapping around. They'd be like dead. Yeah. And you'd be standing there talking to Johnny and they'd yeah. like stand up and like... It was I just... times where they stand six feet in the air and like... <laughs> Um, I had this issue my first my first playthrough. I had it, and they must have released. There must have been an update that fixed it since. Where uh, if a robot, if you killed any sort of robot, any like turret or any of that stuff, and you went to go take the items from it, if you would just because I always pick it up item by item. Uh, if you do that, you could pick up the first item, and then it wouldn't let you pick anything else up. You had to choose pick up all, or you lost half of what's there. Oh, and that was, that was really frustrating on my first playthrough, like where it's like, oh yeah, there's legendary components. I can't touch it, but it's there. And like the little little box saying it's there never goes away. And mm-hmm. so like that was annoying. But when I, I replayed it, and there had been another update, and it, that wasn't an issue anymore. Nice. Good. Yeah, I found it uh, a little easy. Like, what did oh, you think for of, sure. like, the difficulty? Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Like, once I um, once you put like too many skill points into any single combat group, you get overpowered pretty early on in the game. Like, I only most of these games I only use one handed pistols. Like Fallout, all of this I always use one hand pistols. And uh, like really early on, the the game tends I, I there has to be some sort of auto aiming or something. But every time you shoot someone, like if it hits them in the head, they die. And then other than that, it takes two shots and they're they're dead. And then like once you get even a little bit further, one shot kills everybody as you just turn. Like and it's mm-hmm. it's an incredibly accurate gun. So like it's uh the only hard combat after that point becomes the uh did you do the boxing matches? Uh I did like three of them. I didn't do the full quest. Oh. Oh, I did all of them. That last one you actually have to like I had to like where you can clear all of your stat points or skill points and put them to other things. I had to reskill the entire character to be melee, and uh, I had to redo all of my uh, cyber tech. And I eventually got it. It was pretty hard. But <laughs> I, I beat them all. I actually did in the game. I did every quest except for I think like one or two that I just I missed before the story progressed and they went away. Mm-hmm. But um, I did all of the other ones that were available. Obviously, there's some that. You know, if you choose to side with the nomads, you get some, and I did, but yeah. I keep itching to to maybe like do that, do some extra side quests and stuff. I've I picked up uh, Outer Wilds, and I'm kind of getting in into that a oh, little cool. bit. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's on Game Pass. Um, it's it's like it need it really needs voice acting. Um, it's all text based, like as far as the dialogue and stuff, and you're you're really not interacting with a lot of characters. You're like reading logs and reading things. So I, I kind of yeah. get it, but um, it's, it's first person and it's an exploration game where you're like going to these different planets and stuff. And there it's a, it's a death loop type game where there's like oh, a cool. loop mechanic. 
Um, so you get like 20 minutes roughly uh, to like go and explore and do, you know, find there, there's like a central mystery that you're trying to kind of solve. Uh, basically why the world keeps ending. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's, it's it's grabbing me, but it's like super obtuse. I'm, I'm using like a guide on it mm-hmm. because there's just stuff like. I had to climb into a jellyfish today as an example that I would have just like, no, nah, I'm just never going to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't going... touch that. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't do that. And he's just, he just did it. Yeah, yeah. The guy yeah, that's, said, so. that's really crazy. Yeah, yeah that sounds kind of cool. Me, it's really cool. Like the concept is really cool and the environments are wildly different. It does a lot of stuff with physics, like the gravity is different on every planet and and stuff like that. Uh, so you get really like the feeling of being a spaceman, you know, just like yeah. you're in and out of your spaceship and you're using like your little thrusters in your suit and, and stuff. And um, oh, I had cool. seen like um, the, the website Giant Bomb uh, really loved it. It came out in 2019 and they like raved about it and I've just been meaning to to check it out and um, it's a little gives me a little bit of like nausea every once in a while because it's first person and you're doing all these weird like physicsy things. Yeah. So oh, I you're hate just that, around. Uh, what's that game where you use it like you're in the first person and you just run and jump to other types of buildings and every time you jump you can see your little legs swinging in the air. Yeah. Uh. What's it? yeah? The Mirror's Edge. Yeah, like that. That game makes yeah. me dizzy. It's it's a. It's similar enough to to something like that. So, yeah, it's it's a little but it's nice because it is like it's on this like 20 minute loop or maybe it might be like 15 minute um loop. So it's a mm-hmm. real nice game. I'll just like play a loop until the the planets explode or whatever and then <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm I'll, okay, I'll play it again tomorrow kind of thing, you know. Okay. Um, so, it's it's pretty fun. I think it's on like everything too. Like I I found it on on Game Pass, but I think like you can get it on just about anything. Um, pretty cool. Anything new, Kayla, that I'm, I'm missing that we've been messing around with? I mean, we, we touched on, we're still keeping up with like Peacemaker and Boba Fett. Have, have you kept up with, with anything new, Aaron? Um, I got like, I think I'm either two or three episodes into Boba Fett and it's basically just boring Mandalorian. (laughs) Um, well, it's just, it's just, I, I, and then I've read, I've read other like like reviews of where they're 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 trying to change the core character instead of making a progression they're talking about it and things like that and um it's okay like i said like i i've said people before it it seems like the mandalorian but instead of being like where the mandalorian was almost like a cool western for a lot of it it's like a cheap martial arts movie where they keep trying to showcase hand-to-hand skills but the fight choreographics aren't very good yeah, He's a so, old man. But still, like it's, like it's, it's. I don't know. It could be like then he should he should be being shot by these young fit people or something like, like that. He's slowing everybody down. Like I, I care so much more about what's her name, Shen. Fennec. Uh, Fennec Shan. Yeah, Fennec, yeah. She is so... She, the show should just be about her. I care yeah, so much I more about I, her. I, 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 she's, she's pretty badass. She's one of the best characters in The Mandalorian. And then when she was in this, I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm gonna just watch it for her, because I do, don't really... Like, after that first episode, I'm like, okay, I really don't 
care about Boba Fett that much. Yeah, she's been in in uh like three. She's been in Rebels also, and that was that was cool too. The animated like yeah, show yeah. as well. So that was that's pretty cool. Yeah, she's a really cool character, and I could almost see this breaking like branching off if because I don't know how well it's doing. I think everyone kind of feels about the same as you that it's just like it's not the Mandalorian essentially, and I think the biggest problem is it's. Like it's just staying on Tatooine, and the Mandalorian was just such a like globe trot or not globe trotting, but like planet hopping like adventure. Um, that you got to well, see so much different stuff. Uh, I don't. And- I don't know if they're trying to go for like Breaking Bad of Star Wars, kinda, uh, but they're afraid to be. I don't know if it's because it's Disney, but they want him to be a super good guy, but at the same time be some sort of mob boss that works on the most crooked planet in the galaxy. Like that doesn't work. Like you can't, you got to pick one. Like you got to, you got to pick one. Like you can't just be going around just, you know, giving high fives and then being upset that nobody's like on your side. Like it's so, it's almost silly. Like, I don't know. Like it, it, it just seems like they're afraid to make him a hardened person as opposed to, they want him to be a good guy, so he's not unlikable, maybe. But I think I think they could have made him more rough than they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. And I just read a, yeah, I just read a review today where they saying they're 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 wanting you to accept this progression of him from ruthless bounty hunter to like a good person. But he starts off the very first episode doing like selfless acts to save. Th- like other people and stuff. And it's so he's always just come across as super good. And that's it. Like it's not, there's no progression. It's just, Oh, I guess, I guess he was just faking it in empire strikes back. And like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping for like, uh, you, you mentioned breaking bad. I was hoping for like a Sopranos or something like that where, yeah, you're getting in to, to this mob world, this underworld of a planet and, or even just like of the single city, anything like that. And, and yeah, something more, more gritty and following an anti-hero. And, and like you said, it's no, it's definitely not that it's, it's just a straight up hero really like, right. Yeah. He's just a good guy at this point. He's like kind of boring. Right. And then like, like I get like, like when he's interacting with the sand people, the sand people are a million times more interesting than him number one and then he's just like risking his life to save them why like that that's not anything that benefits him like that that makes he's just a good guy like he should just go around righting wrongs in the galaxy i'd rather watch a show about him traveling the galaxy to solve mysteries than him like pretending (laughs) to be a mob boss while saving everybody yeah yeah i mean that's and that's the thing that like mandalorian did so well is just that like little oh i'm on a new planet uh, i'm in a, a situation and i'm generally just like a i'm a decent guy but like i'm also just you know a, i'm a killer as well you know oh, yeah so. he was he was self-serving like 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 that little village he he did not want to protect them from the atst like he was he was perfectly fine just leaving them but you know he needed something out of it so he helps them and he asks them how much money they have and then he takes the money like i like he's like he does good things, but I feel like in return for other things, like he he has one goal and he follows it. He's not like the savior of a group of people or anything. 
Yeah, it certainly fits the Mandalorian aspects, and it fits like the bounty hunter like lifestyle so much better. Um, seems like yeah, with Boba Fett, they just he doesn't know who he is. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I think the writers don't know who he is. It's the main problem. <laughs> yeah, I like if they could have picked him from any like he's like different episode to episode. Like, like just pick one Boba Fett and have that be the guy. But it's not what they want to do. It seems like. Have you uh, checked out Peacemaker at all? No, no, I haven't. I don't know oh, what that is, man. actually. Oh, uh, so it's it's like a direct sequel to, or a spinoff, more like it, to The Suicide Squad, like the most recent one. Uh, um, I you, you didn't like the movie? I, just, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. The first one was awful. I mean, it was, it yeah, was a god-awful movie. That, and then I'm like, I figure there's going to be... This next one, like, is it's just a completely different tone. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's it's just wacky and and out there and like hyper violent and stuff. And it's it's really like it's James Gunn, you know. So if you like mm-hmm. anything from James Gunn, it's just him doing his thing. And the show just kind of picks right off that. But it it follows the the John Cena character uh, from whose whose name is Peacemaker, and he's just it's basically like he's very like the Tick. Or, like, something like that. Like, yeah, he's just, like, a big, dumb, like, generally, like, happy guy. He just, like, loves killing and, and justice and everything else. <laughs> um, but he'd cool. kill every man, woman, and child to get it. Yeah. That's his thing. Yeah, so, and it's just, like I said, it, like, just like the re- recent movie, like, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's just over the top and silly and and, like... And they use John Cena pretty well. Like he's he's not like a fantastic actor. He he does like the goofy strongman thing pretty yeah. well. And like they put him in a nice ensemble with these other kind of wacky characters. Um, and I, I think it it uses him well. So that's on HBO Max. I, I'm really digging it. it. Comes out on what Thursdays. So the next, it's like on this. Fifth episode, of at tomorrow, least. I think, yeah. I might watch it. That sounds cool. Actually, like, I, I've I've never watched a full episode of wrestling in my life. I don't like it, but nope. he's actually like, really like. I think he's like kind of like a fun actor. Like he's in an episode of like Psych and some other stuff I've seen. He's always he always seems like it's just fun. Like I never I, I never take him seriously as a character because I don't think he has it in him to play a character, but. I think he knows that, and he goes full full into it in this. Right, I think yeah. I think he he knows he's like, well, they picked me because I'm big and I have a name, and I, I'm really really muscular, and he he goes with it, which is a lot of fun. I'm happy he's not trying to like like do Macbeth or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, they could have picked someone else and made because there is some like heavy stuff too. He's got like a dad who's like a super villain as well and he's like a white supremacist super villain oh, cool. so and it's played by um uh robert patrick the t1000 um yeah, and really he's cool. really good in it but like it's just like like that classic uh oh i'll never be good enough for my dad kind of like situation. Yeah. but it's just played for like laughs and and it's not too like it could be heavy they could try for something a little more heavy but but they're not, and I think it works because because that's like who John Cena is. Um, but yeah, so yeah. But, definitely um, dig Baker. <laughs> the the second season of Righteous Gemstones 
just started and it's it's pretty good. It sounds good. The first season grabs you right away and is so funny. This season's still pretty good, but it's not as funny, but it's still it's still really good. Like the first season starts off and they're baptizing um like five thousand Chinese people in a uh, a shutdown wave pool and then the wave pool turns on. Like and that's <laughs> how the show starts. But like this one it's uh it's really good. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows, so I've been, we've been watching that. It comes out on Sundays. Um, nice. Dexter just ended. Yellow Jackets just ended. We just finished those. How'd you uh, feel those uh, wrapped up? Uh, Yellow Jackets, I thought the whole show was going re- so slow. And then I'm like, because I don't know why I got in my mind it was going to be a one season thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my God, they're going to have so much stuff in this last episode because the show is done through be- flashbacks. So you know what you haven't seen yet. Like, they're still lost in the woods. Like, what's going on? And uh, there's going to definitely be another season. Ends on a cliffhanger. You don't know anything. It's good. It's a good mystery. It's a very stressful show to watch, though. I feel stressed out whenever I watch it. Gotcha. Um, Dexter was awful. So oh, no. there's that. First four episodes were so good, especially if you like the original show. It almost it captures the feeling of, like, the first season of the show. And... It makes sense, and he's not a lumberjack, and uh, and then they start retconning things to make the story quicker, like major things, like changing the drug he used for stuff. People are catching on to things just by simple Google, even though he wasn't like the FBI had like a whole team investigating the murders he was doing, didn't get caught. Somebody's fucking Google's murder Florida, and they're onto him. <laughs> It's 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 like the first four episodes set up for something that could have been really cool, and then the like the last four, however many, are just about ruining what they set up. It's it ends pretty badly. Was that like a limited series, or are they going to do multiple seasons? I don't know. So, did you watch the original Dexter? Oh yeah, every episode. I have not. So you have not. Okay, so I'll try to. I don't know how to. I'm gonna skirt around it, but uh, I... so he's he's got a son. Uh. Some people think it might continue like that. Maybe like more seasons. It feels like they rush towards an end, and the ending itself was well done. It's just the what led up to it and how like silly they made it, and like the silly choices he makes. Like it, it just it gets to be so like weird. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I suggest you watch it. I mean, it's it's a it's a good watch for a little bit, and there's a lot of like. There's a lot of like throwbacks to the original show. Um, he's under the name. He goes on. He goes by the name Jim Lindsay. When the author of the books the show is based on, his name is Jeff Lindsay. Oh, that's um, and just there's like a lot of little things like that. But then when they're when you can see where they ramp up because they're trying to wrap up the story, you can. There's a definite definite shift in the quality of writing. Mm, gotcha. I read the first Dexter book and kind of enjoyed that one. Never went. I read- yeah, I read like the first like five. Like after the first book, the show and the book split pretty completely. Yeah. Um, and then later on, you can tell that Jeff Lindsay was trying to like deviate himself from the show. Like when the show wrote that Dexter had a son, and then they finally he finally had a child in the books and made it a girl, and things like that. Like they definitely kept trying to split away so it wasn't just so associated with it. The books are good; they're a lot darker than the show was. But yeah, yeah. I mean that that first one kind of 
wrapped up really interesting because I had already seen like the show like maybe three four seasons into the show when mm-hmm. I read the book and I was like oh okay this is a lot different <laughs> yeah it's like uh, every like and then you can actually what's really cool about that first season of the show is they, they they made allowances that like they knew Dexter from the books wasn't going to play on the show he's not sympathetic he's like he's clever he's funny but he doesn't he literally doesn't care about other people and lets innocent people die just to protect himself kind of often. So like you, so you can see like when they make the split, like in the books, when you're introduced to Aster and Cody and they're the same as him, they're dead inside. He wants to train them to be killers. You meet them in the the show and they, uh, for the first few seconds you meet them, they seem to have this like dead affect and then they both perk up and, they're they're cheery the rest of the show pretty much but like you can tell that they were trying to point to stuff in the book and that was actually really cool nice all right we want to talk talk about about things that are coming (laughs) out in february let's do it all right let's get to february um so yeah february kind of uh a lot coming out to to all all mediums uh we're getting some tv we're getting some movies and we're getting uh, some really big video games. Uh, Aaron kind of mentioned one that we're definitely going to go into some detail on. But um, to kick it off on the 3rd of February, we've got two uh, interesting shows. One's uh, season two of Raised by Wolves. I put this on here. I don't think any of us have checked out season one. I know me and Kayla haven't. Have you checked it out? No, I, until I saw this list and I started to watch like like trailers and stuff, I hadn't actually even seen anything for it. Yeah, it looks really my, cool. Though. It does. Well, it's and it's it's like executive produced by Ridley Scott. It's his first foray, and I think he wrote a couple of the episodes, at least of season one. Um, I love his work. I, Aliens, one of my favorite movies. I love his historical stuff. I just watched the direct, the like four hour director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven uh, recently. Oh like I fell asleep um, during the regular cut. I can't even imagine how long <laughs> the director's cut is. It's 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 a lot of fun. I don't know. I love everything Ridley Scott does. And I didn't check out the first season because I was like, ah, this might it didn't seem like it was getting any buzz or really any like critical acclaim or anything else. But now that this is season two, season one must have been all right, I guess. Right. Uh, so I'm interested to check out. No, yeah, I think I'm going to watch that. I just I just watched the trailer probably half an hour ago. I said, this seems really cool. Like, it seems like. I I, I have trouble seeing what it's about from the trailer. Stuff's happening, but it looks cool. I think the general concept is it's like the far future and androids have kind of taken over as like caretakers of humans. That's the whole raised by wolves thing. Um, And. I think that's like the general premise is like it's androids and they're like maybe repopulating the human race or something like right. that. Uh, yeah, it looked like they were like looking for a new place to live and repopulate because they sent mothers and they're talking about raise good children. And like, so it it seemed pretty cool. Like that was like a whole like a whole uh, what's that Matthew McConaughey movie interstellar it seemed like a whole interstellar feel to it. Right, right, yeah, and and Ridley Scott's done the the Blade Runner, the Android thing, um, mm-hmm. pretty well. So yeah, it it looked cool, and it looked like the the like budget, the CGI, the special effects and stuff looked like they they were on par with uh with a good sci fi movie. So, um, it's all I need. So yeah, I actually don't have enough sci fi. Like 
Star Wars isn't even doesn't even feel like sci-fi anymore because everything's so familiar. So it'd be cool to see something with weird technology. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I've seen we've all seen lightsabers and jetpacks, people. Come on. <laughs> right. Definitely. <laughs> um also on February 3rd, Murderville coming to Netflix. So if you guys aren't familiar with the premise here, it's Will Arnett is a detective. He has to like solve murders. And every episode has a new guest star, like a celebrity guest star, but they're not given the script. Um, they yeah. have to improvise. I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but it might be terrible. I don't know, but I just want to see it. I, uh, I saw it on this list. So I looked up the trailer. And I, honestly, with the exception of Horizon, out of this whole everything that's happening in February, it's probably what I'm most excited for now. Um, it looks so funny, and then weirdly enough, the celebrity guest I'm most excited for is Marshawn Lynch. I don't know if you guys watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm. but he was on an episode of that, and it's it's the funniest thing ever. Like his whole personality is so funny. Like he's just crossing the street while there's like a prison bus that crashes behind him, and he looks in his bags like they forgot my pico de gallo, <laughs> and it's just amazing. So I'm so excited to see what he does in this. He's a funny dude. Like, he's a wild dude. I've never seen him act before, but, like, just in his pref- press conferences and stuff, like, he's got a meme, you know, of, <laughs> like, one of his press conferences. He's he's a weird dude, so um, that's pretty exciting. And I like Will Arnett, you know, like, he's, yeah, yeah. he's consistent. I'm he's, not a... he's a little too much sometimes. That's what I'm nervous about the oh. most. I, I love him in Parks and Rec, so... <laughs> <laughs> I wish his character was more than one episode. I think your guy uh, Conan is going to be on an episode too, Kayla. I saw that. I did see that. Yeah. I'm excited that's, for that. That's coming to Netflix on, on February 3rd, um, along with Raised by Wolves. The next day, we're getting uh, a couple things. Uh, Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Apparently, this game is gigantic. The... Developers were coming out and saying that this is a 500-hour game to, to complete. Um, there's been some pushback on that. Like people have said, like, no, that's that's either not the case, like you're stretching it, or um, oh, there's just a bunch of like silly side quests, fetch quests, or something to like pad pad the hours. But um, this one's been in development forever. Um, it's, it's had kind of a, a rough development cycle. It was supposed to release, I think like a year ago, at least, um, pushed back multiple times, but the first one, I think a lot of people really love first person, um, kind of parkour zombie game with, um, a, a world that constantly changes. There's like a day night cycle that plays into the gameplay. Um, and like, you know, nighttime's more dangerous and, and everything else. And, and the, a lot of the initial talk from the developers on this one was that um, there's all these factions and different parts of the city that you'll be traversing, and they're going to constantly change based on your your decisions and everything. And that might be where that 500 hours comes from. Like, oh, you make one choice, and then you replay the game and make a different choice, um, and what? and you get a completely different story, but... I wonder how much of the game is just like, well, it's 500 hours. We spend like half of that just waiting for it to turn daytime to finish what you're doing. 
yeah, it could be. Um, but at least like from a visual standpoint and everything else, the first one was a super pretty game, controlled really well. Um, the the zombies and enemies and stuff were really cool. Um, and this one seems like they're just taking it up to another level. It's it's coming out at everything PC, PS4, PS5, um, Xbox One, Series, and Switch somehow. Uh, but uh, yeah, it could could be interesting. Another like open world uh, zombie game, but done in a a first person perspective where like parkour and and like melee yeah. and combat is more of a thing than just you know guns. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think I'm going to give it a try. I doubt I'll play it, like, in February, but it's definitely on my list to get. Yeah, it's one of those games for me where, like, oh, if I hear that it's it's good, like, it's it's mm-hmm. worth playing. All right, yeah, I'll check it out. Then we're also getting Jackass Forever, uh, same day, February 4th, coming to theaters. I know Mike is super excited for this one. What's your what's your pulse on like the Jackass uh, thing, Aaron? Oh, I hate I don't like anything. I don't, I've never liked anything from Jackass. So when I was younger and I was into really like edgy music, I found my way from CKY, the band to CKY, the videos. And I was into that for a little bit. Like, but even that wasn't as, I don't know. I can't, they're too dumb. I just don't like them. Like, I don't like, I don't like poop jokes or people hurting themselves. Like, I don't think I'm the target market for it. Same. <laughs> so, like, I, like, I want to get excited. Cause, like, I can see where it would be exciting. Like, oh, cool. These people are somehow still alive and they're still. <laughs> That's you know, the miracle in it all. Right. They're clearly desperate for another paycheck. And, uh. They're making this, so it would be cool to see, like, it's always cool when something you like is around, and then the people who were originally in it were in it again, but I just, I can't get excited for it. I don't, I didn't like it then, I don't think I'll like it now. I feel ya, I feel ya. One thing Mike said that I thought, oh, that that could be fun, and I really don't think I have any interest in seeing this in the theater, but Mike had said he's seen one of them in the theater, and it was just, like, such a... The whole crowd is laughing. It's just ridiculous. I can see where that's that's enjoyment, but uh, I I don't like blood. I don't like gross stuff. I I it's it's a cringe fest for me. Yeah, yeah. I think the aspects that that get me are like the awkward situations when they do the like more like prank t- type stuff where they like yeah. throw someone into an that's- awkward situation like i can't watch uh like impractical jokers at all oh no not at all because they just make <laughs> make those dudes like oh go into a crowd of people and do something just completely socially uh awful and... i hate it <laughs> I can't yeah I can, I can do that like, you guys know i can't i can't even play charades because i can't stand like <laughs> feeling embarrassed like that and like that's it's a million times worse when you see somebody getting prank played on them and I, I always, I always like, I feel like, I feel like I'm taking the fun out of it, but I feel, I'm always wondering, like, how much of them, like, laughing is them just, like, trying to play it off and move on, and how much of it is them actually enjoying what's happening. We're just enjoying a paycheck, but. Right. Uh, so that'll be February 4th. I think me and Mike will just go alone to the, <laughs> the theater and, and laugh together. Um. The next day, coming to Adult Swim. Um, it's a Adult Swim Crunchyroll joint. They're, they've been doing these collabs. I've been watching um, uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus. Um, 
uh, pretty decent. Um, but they've been doing these animation collabs, uh, Adult Swim and Crunchyroll. They're doing a Shenmue. It's called Shenmue, the animation, the old, um, like, I think that's a Sega property. Uh, the, the guy, did you ever play Shenmue, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, for a little bit. It's a really, it's a really involved game. I think, isn't it like you got to like solve like mysteries or crime or something? Yeah. You, gotta, you spend so much time playing. I had a friend that I used to work with when I worked at the casino who was, he's like, yeah, it's a great game. You spend hours talking to people. I'm like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Um, but my cousin was obsessed with that game, so I I saw quite a lot of it. Just I used to watch him play games when I was younger. Um, so yeah, I've seen it. I think it would make honestly a much better TV show than it makes a video game. But I know it's got like a huge cult following, and people love that game. So yeah, that's what I've been most interested in because I've never played the games, but I know that the fandom is just like wild. They did. I think it was like a, a GoFundMe or something to get like the third game. Finally, it was in development for like fifteen years or something, and they finally released it. Um, and I think people kind of eh, were, <laughs> you know, so so on it. But just like the series has had such a long running like fandom, so there's got to be something there. And I've heard, like you said, that it's like a complex story. It's mystery. It's kind of a detective thing they've played up in the the trailer that i've seen for it they've kind of played up the action element i know there's like some a lot of like kung fu kind of fighting yeah. stuff in it um but yeah i'm pretty interested the 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 one they're doing with with the blade runner property black lotus it's it's only okay but like the animation's mm. good the main story it's got me to watch 11 episodes they're like okay. 20 minutes each so it's good enough for that you know and and if this is the same thing of like oh yeah the characters are interesting enough the central mystery is interesting enough like and the episodes aren't super long or something yeah I'm down for it i've always fallen into the trap of those like oh there's 20 minute episodes so i watched like seven hours of 20 minute episodes <laughs> it's like well at least i didn't watch you know two 45 minute episodes of this other show that would have just been a lazy piece of shit all day <laughs> that's like you at seinfeld lately kayla right yeah, just let it go. Yeah. So. Do you know when they put it to Netflix? It was it's like us because like um when I watched it on Hulu, it's like the the amount of commercials is jarring. I don't know how I watched it on TV when I was a kid. Uh, but when I had when it's I went to Netflix, knew. right? Yeah, I guess so. When I went to Netflix and I'd put it on while I was like working, I I was like three seasons in by like the second day it was on Netflix. So like. It's a lot easier to just go on through because there's, you know, you don't break from the Seinfeld reality at all. Right. Yeah. So that's February 5th, Shenmue, the animation. February 8th, we're getting Sifu coming to PC, oh. PS4, and PS5. Um, I know Mike is super hype for this one. I'm maybe a little less hype. It looks really cool. Um, just kung fu fighting game where when you get when you lose you get older uh weird concept uh i what, what's uh what's your take on this one aaron i think it looks fantastic i i'm so excited to play it um i guess i guess the game is gonna be like don't get the older thing like ah, i could take her take her leave that um but like i, I guess a game like this is gonna have to land so hard on like the actual fighting mechanics of it 
Like, I don't think it can be a game like like with an Assassin's Creed fight where you just push square to dodge, push button to attack, push square to dodge, push button to attack. I hope it's like a really in-depth kind of thing. More like Dark Souls combat? Uh, I am incredibly bad at those games, so I kind of hope not. <laughs> well, that's what, when when I think difficult combat, I'm like, oh, uh, those yeah, things. I want difficult. I want I want intuitive and intricate. Yeah. Okay, you want you want more to it. Yeah, like I want I want skill to it. I don't want to just like mush a few buttons and kill everybody. Like, uh, do you guys ever play uh, um? Jedi Fallen Order on any of the harder difficulties, where like I, if you if you want to win the fight, you better know how to like use the attacks and when to I use them and the force powers. And some of those bosses were still really really hard. Yeah, um, yeah. The ninth sister was kind of hard, and yeah, yeah, they were still tough. But yeah, I get that. I can I can get what you mean, like that that kind of. I think that we've been through um, the year of loops. Already, mm-hmm. everything seems to be very loopy, and I feel like, in most cases, those loops, you might know stuff, obviously, but everything else around you stays the same. Adding the aging thing over time will change it, at least, so that's at least something different about a loop. Yeah, I almost wonder, can you, like, age out? I, I don't know if any of that information has, has come about, because, like... Well, I would imagine so. You can't just I, stop. Well, yeah, even in the trailer, it seems like near the end of the trailer, you, like, you get pretty old. Like, you're, like, an old, <laughs> you know, kung fu master kind of thing. Like, if you lose one more battle, do, do you loop or something? Do you become a, a young man again or something? That'd be interesting Let's to see. Start from the beginning? Yeah, I, think, um, I, I mean, I don't. Like, games <laughs> won't do that. They don't have the balls to ever do that anymore. But like, um, I mean, I think you would just get the ending, and then it's yeah. your choice if you want to restart. I think that's just gonna be an ending option. Maybe. Yeah. I think I love when like the environment is is added to combat in any kind of way. Like, yeah. um, I feel like the Naughty Dog games, like Uncharted and Last of Us, did it pretty well. Where like, if you're near a you know a wall or something and you know where you would normally just like hit someone in the face you might grab them just in kind of intuitively like the character does it and smash them into a wall or something yeah. and it's definitely yeah and it seems like sifu that's even like ramped up a little bit higher just because it's, yeah. it's all kung fu yeah it's a fighting game and that would have to be really cool anyways because like that kind of stuff especially in like last of us was like it really broke up because like the combat and that's not great. And if you're like going around like an area that's got like ten people and you're stealth taking down one by one, it's nice that it mixes it up. So that kind of stuff is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So that's Sifu February eighth coming to PC, PS4, and PS5. February eleventh coming to theaters. Uh, Death on the Nile. This is one that I'm personally really excited about. Yeah. It's a Hercule Poirot um, ensemble murder mystery. Uh, it's an Agatha Christie novel. They already did um, uh, what Murder on the Orient Express. So this is the pseudo sequel, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, really fun, like cast, like. Uh, you know, Gal Gadot, and um, obviously Hercule Poirot is Kenneth Branagh, and gosh, who else is in this? There's like a, a ton of great actors in this. I'm like drawing. Hannibal guy. What's his name? Uh, my wife keeps talking about him. 
uh, Army Hammer. Oh, oh, right. That's right. Army Hammer is in He's this in this? He yeah. is. Yeah. I think oh. got too Maybe far down the road. He was canceled, but, you know. He's I thought he it. was canceled, too. Uh, who's the other guy? It's uh, I am I am so excited for this movie. I bet you I, Army I, Hammer did it. Right, yeah. Right. If he didn't do it, I'm walking out. Like, I don't... Right. Kenneth Branagh is the director. That's really exciting. Yeah, he's he's Hercule Barrow and the director. And I think he's... <laughs> He's underrated. I, I kind of dig him. I thought he was really good in like Tenet, even though that movie was batshit. Like I thought he was he was pretty cool. Um, do you watch the show uh, Afterlife with uh, uh, what's his name from The Office, the original Office? Uh, Gravis Gar- Jarvis. Oh, um, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. Um, it's so funny because there's an episode where like. There's a guy where they just they just make fun of Kenneth Branagh for like a while, saying he he looks like nothing. Like they say he just looks like like a lump with like eyes, and it's 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 like the funniest like four minute thing ever. Like in a show, where he spends most of the time making fun of people. That's the best best part. But <laughs> death on the Nile, though, excited. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun, I think. I, I like murder mysteries. I like Knives Out. I, you know, I um, like Murder on the Orient Express, even though I've, like, seen the original one. Well, it's, I think it's been <laughs> done multiple times, but I've seen, like, the one with Sean Connery from, like, 1960 or whatever. That's the only one I've seen, so I yeah. didn't see the new one. Oh, the, the new one's cool. I mean, um, I think up until the end i had forgotten the the big twist the big you know like mystery or whatever so that that worked i feel like if you know the twist it's probably bad i don't i don't i don't know i don't know i don't think it's not a rewatchable movie and you know i figured death and death on the Nile is probably the same way um but right yeah it'll be fun to to go out and check that one out yeah. so it's february 11th death on the nile coming to to theaters um Bel Air coming to Peacock. If anyone has Peacock, February thirteenth. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. <laughs> we know someone with Peacock. <laughs> um, I this is an interesting take. So it's a reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, it's the same character. It's it's Will. Uh, but new actor, young young guy. Um, but they're doing it um dramatically like yeah. there were always those like special episodes of fresh prince of bel-air where they they got into you know the dramatic aspects of life of his life yeah life and his don't life. my dad want me you seen that episode I cry every right. time he comes on tv it's terrible yeah i mean there, there's some heavy stuff this seems like it's all the heavy stuff I- interesting take on on one of the like fundamental comedies of the 90s um Scott Hart got it in there. It's got it's got the stuff. I mean, I can see where they come from. Like, like if it wasn't a comedy, it'd be a really sad story of like what's happening in that show. And it always is such like a um, a movie cliche and a stereotype to make any sort of minority or person of color character to like laugh away the problems and be sassy and perform for everybody and not let the problems get them down. So I, I could see where they want to tell you, like how the story would go in a real world. So that seems kind of interesting to me. Yeah, and it's set in in modern times too. Yeah. So they've kind of, I'm sure they'll deal with the a lot less the windbreaker, experience. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe more. I don't know. Is it coming <laughs> back yet? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's coming to Peacock. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> 
I've worn the same hoodie like three days in a row, so it's you know that's my fashion. <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually have a windbreaker. I got it from the casino, and I don't feel like digging out a winter coat, so I've just been putting out a hoodie and then putting the windbreaker over it and living I, life like that. I have a bright ass yellow Hufflepuff windbreaker. <laughs> awesome. It's uh, uh, it's loud. <laughs> yeah. So that's Bel Air coming to Peacock February 13th. Uh, February 18th, coming to Amazon Prime. Season 4 of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Is this finally the season that we jump in, Kayla? Have there been enough Miss Maisel <laughs> seasons that we can finally jump in? I will tell you, it will not be on February 18th. That day is stacked. <laughs> February 18th is stacked. It'll it'll be a back burner for sure. It's <laughs> It's unfortunate. We don't know. This isn't the final season, right? I don't, I don't think know. anything has been um, said as far as that goes. Yeah, I do yeah. want to watch it, but it's it's on the later category. At this point, well, I'm just wait till they're done and then just watch it all at once. That's like, what I want. <laughs> I don't want to watch four seasons and be like, all right, I guess I'm waiting for season five. That's kind of where we're at with several series right now, but it's like right. the backlog is getting too big where we have to, like, we got to break into some of these at some point, I think. Uh, but that'll be season four coming to Amazon Prime February 18th. Caleb mentioned it. February 18th is stacked. Started off with Miss Maisel, but um, Uncharted is hitting theater theaters the uh adaptation of the the naughty dog uh video game series starring tom holland and uh marky mark um not my favorite actor but you know uh kayla i know you've said like the trailer really sold you on this one right like you're you're really excited my my fire has been lit uh of course i got really excited when this was first announced like 10 years ago (laughs) Um, I think I remember that being almost like we had only seen Tom Holland in like 2012 when he was in that sad storm movie, whatever that was. Um, (laughs) and then he was in Civil War. Yeah, that was his first Marvel movie. Yeah, as Spider-Man. But it was like, that was the only thing I knew of Tom Holland. And then he gets announced as, like, my favorite video game character. And I wasn't sold at the time. But then I was sold. I was like, oh, hell yes. Let me get him. Let me get Tom Holland as Nate. I'm in. And then I've heard, like, just it's been years of of production and I've not heard good things. But then I saw the trailer and I was excited. So long story long, I'm excited. Well, the wildest thing about the production of the movie is that Mark Wahlberg was initially cast as Nate, like way back when, like you said, like maybe 10 years ago, and he kind of aged out of the part, but he just like whatever contractual obligation or whatever that was there, they just said like, well, do you want to play Sully, like the the older part? And he said yes. So, um, And I think he could be a fine Sully. I think he, I I definitely prefer Mark Wahlberg in his like comedic roles rather than his like dramatic roles. I think he can be a goofball and Sully in a lot of ways is a goofball. He plays really well off of Nate in those games and and Tom Holland for that matter is like super quippy and fun and and everything like as Spider-Man. He so shit. 
Yeah, it could work. It could work. What do you, what do you think, Aaron? I, I don't know about your thoughts on the Uncharted series in general. I've never played them. Gotcha. That's what I was meant to, and then I just did it, and then now I feel like it's too late, so I just don't. Well, if you buy the new one, Eric told me this today, if you buy the Legacy Edition for PS5, which is going to be damn beautiful, you'll play uh, the Uncharted 4. But uh, it's beautiful on the PS4 when it came out, and I can't imagine what it looks like on the PS5, but you get a free movie ticket. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, honestly, I think you could jump in. So for my money... Uncharted 4 is the best of of the series. Like they got progressively better for, in, in my opinion in that series. And I feel like you could jump in to Uncharted 4 without playing the first 3 and still have a decent experience. Like all you got to know is that like Nate's been through a lot of shit. He's he's Indiana Jones. He's done a lot of exploring and stuff and it's all led into Uncharted 4. I don't think you need to like have hey. have actually experienced it. And yeah. that, like, Legacy of Thieves collection, so it's Uncharted 4, and it's the offshoot game that they came out with, um, The Lost Legacy, uh, which are the two most recent ones that came out near the middle of the PS4's life cycle. And they're they're gorgeous, and I can't imagine what they're going to look like on a PS5. It's all, like, they enhanced all the graphics and, and whatnot for PS5, so... Um, it's like, if you get it, and we come to your house, I'm going to ask you to show me. <laughs> be like, let me yeah. see what that looks like. I think I'll probably jump in on that. It'll be like uh, like God of War. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to play those other games. I just watch a YouTube video on what happened in them. Right. And then I played, I played it. And I think you could definitely do that with the Uncharted series. And then, hey, you get a free movie ticket for, you know, maybe a movie you weren't right. going to watch otherwise. But, hey. Free not, not in theaters. I wasn't thinking about it. But maybe I will. <laughs> right. Um, I see I see really random things. I feel like I went and I saw Scream by myself like oh. the night the night it came out. How so, was it? Uh do you like the other screams? I, so, I've seen the first three and really enjoyed the first three. Haven't seen the fourth well, one. Four's okay. Um so it's super, super meta, like they always are, but without Robert England to guide them. So heavy handed, predictable, and a lot of fun. That's like if you want like they 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 like I hated Courtney Cox's character in the the original four. Mm, mm. Um so they really play up the like oh the MVPs are back to be in this one, like with her and uh Campbell. Yeah, Nev Campbell and uh Dewey. <laughs> um so like they really play up like oh they're so cool and the only one I was excited to see back was uh, Nev Campbell. So she's the only character I really like from the original ones. But aside from that, it's really good. It's really, really meta. Um, the only problem I really ran into is, like, I'm such a huge fan of horror movies. And then, like, they they have these people in it that are supposedly, like, like really into horror movies. But, like, they mispronounce Babadook several oh, no. times. So they clearly haven't seen the movie. And then they refer to the Babadook as, like, dealing with grief when... I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. I have, yeah. Uh, that is not what that movie's about, like, at all. Like, nobody dies during that movie. Like, it's it's that's it's a really weird thing to say. That, like, oh, it's about a woman dealing with grief, when really it's about a woman, like, you got to decide if she's, like, abusive and mentally ill or if the Babadook is real. Um, and that's kind of what that's about. So, like, it's it's like a really... It's so the things, like, like, little things like that, like, not, I mean, like, like clearly some... 
it's it's written for the whatever the younger generation that's not a millennial now. <laughs> uh, it's clearly written for them. Uh, Zoomers. So, so right? right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's clearly written for them. And then, like, so, like, I feel like they kind of just overlooked the stuff that was made for that, like, millennials like. So, like, oh yeah, Baba Duke. That sounds like that sounds like a fancy horror movie to say is your favorite, right? <laughs> Nice. That's the second time I've I've uh, heard Babadook in the last like day. There was an episode of um, What We Do in the Shadows where the Babadook uh, was was in it for a moment. Multiple Babadooks. I love the Babadook. Do you guys uh, do you guys see the thing where like when uh, Netflix they they they're LGBT for some reason there's something wrong with their like algorithm that sorted movies and the Babadook was in like the LGBT movies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So everybody was like, like there's all these memes of like the Baba Duke being like really gay and like flamboyant, and it's amazing. That's pretty great. So, hey, why not? I, I love, I like the Baba Duke. I have that whole secondhand embarrassment thing makes it hard to watch when that kid is like. Everybody's seen the meme of the kid screaming in the back seat. Oh, yeah. so whenever that kid's on screen, it's like hard to watch. But other than that, the the shows the movies really good. The Babadook, I mean, Uncharted, coming to theaters February 18th. <laughs> I would rather go see the Babadook in theaters. Than the... <laughs> also, uh, coming February 18th, um, the Cuphead show, coming to, to Netflix. I never played Cuphead. It's one of those. I've heard it's just incredibly hard, and I don't, I don't like to be frustrated. Um... But I've always been fascinated. I've watched, like, Mike play, and it looks so cool. Like, the animation style, it's done in that, like, um, early cartoon, like, Steamboat Willie style animation. Um, it's so cool looking. And now they're having a show. So I think that might be the way for me to jump into the Cuphead universe. Um, yeah. What, have you have you checked any of the, the trailers out or anything, Aaron? No, I didn't know this would come until this... Uh... That's one of the ones I didn't get to, but I think I could watch it. I've seen stuff from it over the years. Um, I never played the game, but I could think I could see where it would make a good TV show. So I might watch that. Yeah, just the animation style. So because they're capturing exactly what the games capture, that just like weird, you know, hundred year old at this point kind of animation style that just doesn't exist anymore. But they're somehow doing that in in high definition, right. and uh, it's just a cool clashing of. Of yeah, that's really cool. And I think they've gotten a pretty decent voice cast. I think like Jamie Fox is like oh, the wow. bad guy in it as well. I think that's who. Jamie Fox is nuts. I might have <laughs> that, that wrong. Uh, you know, it's bats. Bats crazy. It's bat shit crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. But, Cup... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Cuphead show. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to do that. <laughs> Cuphead show coming oh, on Netflix. February 18th, uh, and last but not least, on February 18th, Aaron mentioned it earlier, Horizon Forbidden West, coming to PS4 and PS5. Um, I mean, just give me this game at this point. It's right. We got a story trailer recently, um, introduced a couple new characters. Um, man, it, it looks fantastic. That first game really, like, pushed the limits of of the ps4 and i can't imagine you know what this game is is going to do just it seems like the traversals 
completely like revamped. You can climb more stuff. You've got a hang glider. You've got a Batman like uh, grappling gun kind of thing going on. Like swim. Yeah, underwater. Yeah, everything. It, it's it's like everything. Um, just super exciting. Yeah, I'm really pumped. I've been avoiding watching anything like story related because I want to try to go in as blind as I can as far as that goes. <clears throat> I've been watching like some of the mechanic stuff and like the 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 new robot monsters, animals, whatever they are. Um, they look so cool. I'm really excited to see them. Uh, I watched the one um, like mechanics game or one video where they took down the the big elephant looking one, yeah. and that was really cool. So it seems like a really like intricate thing to take them down, which is it was, it was always really cool solving the puzzle of how you're supposed to kill these individual things. So yeah, I'm excited I, for that. I love Horizon Zero Dawn. I am I am ready for this. Real interested to see because. Just in the little bit of footage we've seen, a little bit of gameplay footage and trailers, like it seems like they're introducing maybe as many new, whatever you want to say, mechanic animals um, as were in the first one. And there were there were at least I don't know what a dozen or more different right. like unique ones, and it seems like there might be another dozen. So I do wonder if if the biomes are going to be completely different, there's only the new ones or there's going to be some, some old, some new kind of thing. Cause if it's just like an expansion of like, you still have those awesome ones watchers. that you've seen. Yeah. All the, the watchers. Well, I'm the sure watchers are going to be the watchers were like sure. a, a big part of the game. I feel right. like the T-Rex one. I don't need like, I don't thunder jaw, thunder maw, yeah. something like um, that. Like, yeah, there's so, the... so many cool. I hope they don't lose any of those older ones like that. That would be, disappointing a little bit i hope they're like like uh like how animals evolve i hope they're like there but like west coast spin yeah. <laughs> well, those, we're gonna uh, see ones in the water yeah that's really exciting that'll like, be a whole new land yeah it'd be a lot of fun to watch to watch the fight under the water and then like it looks like the like the melee like there's more than just you know bows and then one staff it looks like there's more to it than that now and uh i just i'm all around excited not pumped about killing a big turtle. I saw that in the trailer, but you know, <laughs> maybe you could avoid it. You know, <laughs> maybe there's like a pacifism route you could take or something, just like stun it. Um, right. What do you think of? So the first game, we don't have to get in like full spoilers or anything else, but like I felt like the first game wrapped up fairly well. I mean, like the silence stuff. There's definitely he's up to something, whatever. But, like, the main thrust of the story with Aloy's, you know, history and, and, and backstory and how the world came to be how it was was fairly well wrapped up, in in my opinion, in the first game. Where do you think it goes in this one? Or, or do you think it needed needed a sequel? I know that that's, like, a talking point. I think, so, like, when we did our best characters and Mike was so adamant that there's no real character to her and there's no like as far as like the story goes it's kind of like it, it's the world that's really exciting and i think that's what they're gonna have to base a lot of it and i think they're gonna give us any cheap excuse to get us into the other area like she's gotta go save the guy she got word of this she's looking for this and she traveled and then once you're there you know you're gonna you're gonna find some quests is what i think it's gonna be i don't think it's gonna play too much into 
the original story. The cool parts of it was seeing like the world as it was, and then the world after it's been ruined, and now the animals are here. And so, I think it would be cool to see that in a completely different environment. What are you most excited for, Kayla? Story wise or otherwise? I I really liked the story in the first one. I liked the the twist and the reveal. Um, I don't know how they can really build on that so much. I agree. It did feel like that part kind of did get wrapped up. Um, but I just think that that game is so fun and fluid to play. I enjoy doing any side quest that they give me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a slam dunk no matter what. Same. I I think, I think so like they just that studio Gorilla knows how how to, you know, make a Horizon game. Uh, <laughs> so, I think um the story is going to follow silence. I mean, that was like the right. the big ending. So, that's ex- exactly what all the trailers show. That's that's what we're going to be doing. Following the corruption. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope they can do enough to to keep it going. I you know, I don't they haven't talked about making it a trilogy or anything like that, but that world is just so interesting where, you know, I could hey man, I want to travel that whole world and if the, if this isn't the one where you get to like get on a some kind of flying like a pterodactyl type uh machine or something then give me that in the third one because i want to like i want to fly and i want to see other parts of of the world you know see see what it's all about so so that's horizon forbidden west coming to ps4 and ps5 february 18th uh february 18th was was a lot now we've got the 25th, another kind of fun day, uh, finishing up with a huge video game. Um, a little bit, uh, could be a, a surprise. I, I just found this one out. Uh, coming to theaters, it's called The Outfit, starring Mark Rylance. Um, if you guys don't know him by name, he's like the the guy who pilots the boat in, in Dunkirk and he was recently like the lawyer in um, Trial of Chicago 7. He's been in a bunch of different stuff. I think he's like a English or Scottish actor. Um but uh he the the premise is he's a tailor. Uh looks to be like maybe the 30s, 30s, 40s kind of era. Um but uh he makes clothes for the mob. Um and he's just he's not a part of the mob or anything. He doesn't seem at least, but he gets kind of in enthralled in it's a double entendre the the outfit because the outfit mm. is is like the mob or the like collection of different mobsters different um different outfits um and he gets kind of inside of all of that inadvertently uh looks like they're sticking up his his location in some kind of way they're having him hide um you know a suitcase that seems to be it, it just got like some like Reservoir dog feels, um, but done in this like 1930s gangster style. Just, just looks really cool. Did you guys get a chance to check out the trailer or anything? Uh, yeah, it looks good. I'm really excited to watch that. Um, I'm not always crazy about mob stuff, but um, pretty excited to watch it. I'll probably give it a shot. Yeah, it seems like there's some kind of mystery involved right. too, which is kind of interesting. Like maybe everyone isn't who who you think they are. 
It yeah. sounds really cool. I, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. So that's the outfit coming to theaters uh, February 25th. I don't know if any of us has has watched the Vikings show. I think I watched like half of season one. It was it was fine. Um, but they're doing an offshoot, uh, like a, uh, a a spinoff called Vikings Valhalla. It's coming to Netflix uh, on February twenty fifth. It was a big part of the Netflix Geeked event they did last summer. They showed like a lot of set stuff, um, a lot of the production. Uh, they gave a little bit of, you know, some story kind of information. And it just looks really cool. I, I've mentioned coming up this year, we're getting a, a Lord of the Rings show. We're getting a um, a new Game of Thrones spinoff. Um, this looks to be in those same veins where those are fantasy, though. This is maybe a little more, you know, historically accurate. But just a big, epic, sweeping kind of medieval thing, which is... Um, you know, something that I, I really dig. Uh, so, um, yeah, I just I thought it would be good to mention because it, it might be something that mm-hmm. I want to check out. And, and I think it's one of those things where it could be a sleeper hit. I think like the original Vikings series had like five, six seasons or something. It, like it was one of those sneaky things that you, you didn't really hear about it ever, but has it has like a huge fandom and did really well. Um, and, you know, everyone loves Vikings. That's also another one. It's like Spartacus. It's one of those shows that's just really violent and has a lot of naked people. <laughs> so, um, speaking of the Lord of the Rings, though, did you see the the release of what the show is actually going to be about? Yeah, it's interesting because it kind of uh, it has uh, elements of like the Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor um, right. games. Because um, what's what's really cool because it's focusing on like on the rings and stuff. Is it's like the one area that he died before he gave more details on. Like, we know there's nine of the Nazgul, but it only ever names one of them. It only describes two of them of the nine. The same thing with the dwarves, only like one or two are like uh, described. The elven rings are described pretty, pretty heavily, you know, Gandalf, Elrond, and Gladriel have those. But other than that, the um, it's really exciting because it's, It'd be really hard for them to go in. Like, like the Shadow of Mordor, it was all... It was, like, more fun gameplay. Like, it's not it's not hardcore Lord of the Rings story. Right. Um, but it'd be it's hard to world. do... T- right, yeah. It'd be, it'd be hard to do a TV show without stepping on the toes of, like, one of the first fantasy things that's... Um, but it, they literally picked, like, the one area he never expounded on. So that's really exciting. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's going to cover stuff we just have not seen and, you know, hasn't been been even put to to paper at this point. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um I'm yeah, I had put it on one of my most anticipated for for the coming year because um, you know, I I dug I'm one of the the few who actually likes like the Hobbit movies and I and I love, love Lord them. of the Rings movies. So, it's like, yeah, give me anything like Tolkien <laughs> related whatsoever uh yeah and I love... it's gonna be the most expensive tv show of all time so right i love the Rings movies i don't like the hobbit movies and i like all the books um so i mean i can it's really it's i don't know it's just really exciting it's like getting to see a tv show like of things i've always wanted to know about so that's what i'm i'm really excited for i just hope they can like hit his writing style without making it like dumb so <laughs> risky maneuvers 
Speaking of fantasy writers, on February 25th, finally, we are getting Elden Ring, uh, the the much-anticipated open-world RPG uh, from uh, George R. R. Martin wrote at least some of this, and uh, from, from software uh, of the Soulsborne games. Um, just one of the most anticipated games for the longest time. Um, we finally are going to get it. Uh, we got, you know, less than a month away. You're not a Soulsborne guy, right, Aaron? Like the Dark Souls no. games, Bloodborne, right? What I've heard about Elden Ring is that they're really taking, you know, pains to make it more accessible. Those those Dark Souls games and Bloodborne, Sekiro, they're tough. Like, they just are. Their stories are obtuse. Um, and they're definitely, like, an acquired taste. Anyone who says, like, ah, man, I just don't dig those games. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Because <laughs> for a long time, I was not going to mess with those games either. I found my way into them, and I played them all, and and really, really loved them. This one seems like they're really, really going for more of a standard open world RPG, but yeah, but done in that same style, that same like just creepy gothic um, medieval thing with these gigantic monsters and horrific enemies, um, wild locations, and just crazy customization of your your character weapons and and look and everything else do you think you might try this one i think i'm in the same boat i am with like dying light like i really want to like it's really rare that they release an open world game that i don't play i put hundreds and hundreds of hours into doing stuff so i mean um i literally just did that with cyberpunk and fallout 4 back to back um so i'm Really excited for that. I mean, I've, I've watched some trailers, and it seems a little, I don't know, action gamey for as much as I like open world games. Um, but it still looks fun, and I've been hearing about it for how long yeah. they've been talking about it, so I've been, I'm pretty excited to see it. Assuming it doesn't get pushed back, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, it's been, God, it's <laughs> got to be like four years since the original announcement, at, at least, I bet. Then we've had little like snippets here and there, trailers and and yeah, it's but it's just been gosh, been out there for forever, finally getting it. Um, knock on wood. You you said the 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 delay word, uh or the push back word. Don't don't say that. We can't we can't say I think that. I think we're I think we made it this close. I I couldn't see him being like, Well, you know. Or do like a cyberpunk, like, I'm sorry, we didn't finish the game. We're gonna take it off the market. Right. Gosh. What do you think, Kayla? Uh, is this you gonna finally jump into a, a Soulsborne? I'm gonna try it. I'll try. I'll see. Maybe I can do a little side quest. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm. I'm excited. Kayla is a huge help when playing these games because uh, I get super frustrated. Like they're they're just fucking difficult. Like they're just like and they're frustrating and you lose a lot. Um, and I definitely need a calming influence and like someone to tell me like, Hey, don't do the same thing five times over. Like don't run in and try to stab the dude in the, the leg, uh, again, cause it hasn't been working. Uh, Maybe you should go to the left. Yeah. 
<laughs> so um, regardless if, if you end up playing it or not, Kayla, I'm sure um, I won't beat it without you. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. I love those things. There's going to be some pretty heavy like co-op opportunities too. I'm interested to see how much is like crossplay and and what the co-op looks like. All of the Soulsborne games have had, or or many of them, I should say, have had the ability to like jump in and jump out and like have like PvP battles and even have like there have been co-op elements, but supposedly this one is going to maybe more so rely on it than the others. Um, and I I would love a game where, like this, where you could just, like if if Bloodborne had been a co-op game, that would have been fantastic. So yeah, um, I done really looking forward to, to those elements. Um, but I mean, we've talked a lot about Elden Ring. Um, it was on our most anticipated stuff for several times. So <laughs> hopefully... Um, I don't know. Hopefully this will be not a disappointment. Uh, That'll be February 25th, coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Um, What are we thinking overall on on February? Um, Pretty decent month, right? Lots of big ones. A little bit later for the big ones, but we're going to make it. Yeah, it's a little like... uh... Like there's other there's games I want to try. Like I would love to try Dying Light in those, but I have to, I have to get Horizon. That's the game I've been waiting. I feel like for over a year, just pumped for this whole time for. So all these other games I want to try are gonna have to take like a backseat to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really concerned with with like Forbidden West and Elden Ring coming out a week apart. That I don't think I'm going to be able to beat Horizon, you know, within a week. I might not be able to beat Horizon within, like, you know, a month just because I've been, you know, lately, I'll I'll devote, like, an hour uh, a day, maybe, to to a game or something, and um, that one's going to be beefy. I know it. So, two, potentially two, like, huge open-world RPGs in in a week span. That's It's going to be a lot, but, you know, it's it's a good problem to have. Not doing anything on those weekends. Don't even try it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about putting in some PTO for uh, <laughs> Horizon, though. So. Um, I mean, I'm gonna play it anyway. I mean, less you know, less my manager's listening. But uh, I'm gonna play it while I'm working anyhow. But you know, it's gonna be really nice to. Oh, good stuff. Well, February 2022 should be a lot of fun. Uh, we got TV, we got movies, and we've got some huge games. That kind of completes the episode. Um, I want to do a little bit of um, cleanup here. We are going to have a guest on uh, an upcoming episode. You've heard him before. Patrick Pena is coming back uh, to do an interview. He's got a new project. I actually posted it to social media. He's got a tr- a little mini um, teaser trailer out. Uh, I don't know much. I don't have many details, but we'll learn those together uh, in an interview on uh, this podcast. So be listening for that. Also, we recently entered ourselves into a contest, um, and I posted it to our social media. If you could write some nice things, uh, there's a little link 
on on our Facebook fan group and also on our Facebook page. Um, it'll take you to a little page, and it just wants you to write a little blurb uh, about what you like about the podcast. Apparently, that will allow our application to uh, go a little bit higher on the stack. And what it is is uh, we could get a free sponsorship for this this podcast. So um, I guess the more nice things you write, uh, the more chance that we get money, and um, that would be cool. We could do a lot more fun things with a sponsorship. Uh, so, you know... Go ahead and do that. Um, and if you're interested in any of Patrick's earlier work, um, check out Lucha Style on Facebook. Um, that's his little personal website uh, on on Facebook. And, uh, you know, check out his stuff. Episode 62 of The Machine and Nonsense is wrapping up. As always, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, we've got a Facebook fan group called Monstars. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you're thinking of the podcast, anything we should cover. Um, you know, send us a line. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to hear your voice on this podcast, you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash machine of nonsense. We'd love to hear from you. I'll put any questions, comments, uh, jokes, funniness that you leave us into this podcast i was your host eric i still am i was joined by kayla and aaron on episode 62 breaking down everything coming in february for aaron for kayla for myself we're getting out of here and we're saying goodbye bye bye, bye.